How y'all doing? <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tesla Life number 236. Here we are at the 12th day of January 2022. And Patrick has continued the trend of breaking in during the opening of the show. That wasn't me. You can't prove it. I, yeah, right. Yeah, I can definitely prove it. That was so I, Texas. I, I was laughing at Hockey Day's um, weather report. And thing said, "Hey, you should unmute yourself. That's that's a new feature." <laughs> oh, today's actually today is not a bad day weather-wise. Yesterday was horrible, but uh, today uh, we got hovering around zero degrees Celsius to thirty-two Fahrenheit, which is quite pleasant based on a minus nineteen the day before Celsius. So uh, quite happy it's zero, but. Uh, that's enough of the weather here in Southern Ontario. Uh, Mr. Casey Green joins us from the D.C. area. How are you today, sir? Doing all right. Uh, it, it, it finally got up above freezing, but the, there's still snow everywhere. <laughs> That's the, how it works. Yeah, so FSD Beta 8.1 got loaded to my car, and um, I'm not feeling much different between it and 8.0, except that, um, or sorry, 10.8.0. That one uh, didn't seem as susceptible to being blinded by sentry mode. Uh, 10.8.1 just got, uh, I had to drive the whole way home today. <laughs> uh, also, both of them, my, my car is doing Vision Auto Park now, like some of the Model Ys were doing. Cool. Yeah. That's all I've got. Very good. Very good. Yeah, so it doesn't have to have cars uh, around Correct. to be able to do it, which is nice. Yeah. It's still that, slow that... as heck, but uh, it, it does per park perfectly in the lines. That's awesome. Yeah. So you Very can't do good. it in front of in front of people who are impatient because oh, it doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. And the man in the black chapeau is Mr. Patrick Connor joining us from the West Coast. How are you today, sir? I'm good. Hello out there, Tesla Nation, and welcome. Welcome to our journey towards a future free from fossil fuels. Got it. It's in <laughs> early. Locked in. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. So uh, yeah, we got a we got a bunch of news. Uh, no surprise there. Um, first story we're going to touch upon is uh, Tesla uh, Gigafactory Texas received a, a new shipment uh, earlier in the week, and uh, this isn't a normal what we expect. We've been seeing gigapresses. We've seen manufacturing equipment for batteries. We've seen all sorts of stuff. We've seen Model Y bodies, all sorts of stuff being shipped in. But uh, what they received recently at the beginning of this week, as with those other features, is uh, solar panels. So uh, they got their first shipment of solar panels. So obviously, uh, they're going to start putting them on the roof of uh, Gigafactory Texas. Again, Texas, perfect opportunity uh, to soak up a lot of sun in that state and mm -hmm. uh, start putting it back into the grid and into the manufacturing uh, electricity uh, for the plant itself. So uh, I will be curious to see, along with the uh, actual panels, uh, if on site uh, they're going to build a, a battery bank, a mega, a mega pack uh, area as well. 
uh, it'll be interesting to see if they they give that plant its own little substation of uh, batteries. Uh, I don't know how it makes sense. Uh, in why not? That. It, it you think it would unless they're going for bigger. We we heard about that bigger uh, plant um, outside of Austin uh, that they had built already with uh, battery packs, mega packs. So um, maybe yeah, that's that, that, going to cover the factory already. I'm not sure, but that uh, one would, would help with the bill. But this one would help make them so they could keep running uh, with that reliable Texas grid. They right. can just keep on going. But so but it doesn't have to be know- as big. We, we certainly know that uh, Texas, I'm sorry, Tesla's uh, ambitions are getting higher and higher. Maybe they will do it for the entire city's grid, uh, which would include the factory. But right. uh, I think they have an opportunity here uh, to to show other industries uh, what can be done with these battery packs and uh, making uh, their factory uh, blackout free or brownout free uh, from any type of an energy situation that hits uh, their local and demand area. charges. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. So uh, that will be interesting to see. But the panels are there, are starting to arrive, and uh, hopefully uh, they'll fill up that roof uh, shortly. I-, I wonder if the uh, uh, if the um, population of those panels will be faster than what happened at Gig Factory Nevada. Uh, mm-hmm. I think so. I hadn't heard of this brand before, and according to this article, they supply about 25% of the global demand. I don't even know how yeah. to say it. I don't. I have, I've never heard of the brand name either. Yeah. So, Longy? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that was uh, that was new for me because, I mean, I've heard of Sanyo and Panasonic and, and uh, the fact that they're a quarter of the market. I think uh, it would. I would have at least have heard the name. Right, that 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 higher percentage. I I haven't heard of them under it, that it, brand it name. It also could be that they supply typically in China, which probably takes fifty percent of the market's uh, panels, and yeah. uh, never even come over to North America. Or right. other people rebadge their stuff. Industrial. Yeah. Or that. Yeah. 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 There's lots of. Yeah. Casey's got our next story about our favorite tunnel in the desert. What's going it on, is. Casey? <laughs> so uh, the Boring Tunnel in, in Las Vegas, the Las Vegas Loop, has, uh, has, has been showing its, its itself lately. And uh, they uh, managed to upgrade the, the number of cars to 70. And, and our, our friend Kyle Connor got in, uh, got in there and interviewed some of the drivers and, and had his first ride in a video. It was totally impromptu. And, uh, and and we learned some more details about it. Like they charged 100, percent and then they just let them run until they get down into the yellow, and then they charge them again. <laughs> and, and that uh, there's different certifications that you have to pass between the Model Three and the Model Y, and the Model X, because Model X doesn't have a lot of room on the edges of the tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> no room for error in the Model X. Yes. You don't let the bad drivers have that one, huh? Right. So if you if you get a job as a loop driver and you start on the Model X, then you can just drive everything. <laughs> exactly. So I hear yeah. it's um, during CES uh, that they're pushing through somewhere between fifteen to 17,000 um, riders per day. Right. Yeah, I did see that they had the... Uh... The first little traffic jam in there, which oh. um, is uh, this just means you know they they are having a lot of uh, activity, which is a good thing. But uh, some of the fudsters were just going crazy about it, and like, oh, I thought this was supposed to prevent traffic jams. I can't believe they have a traffic jam. Ha ha! It's a big failure. No, <laughs> in fact, it's just the opposite. 
this is show that people want to use this, that it's it's uh, uh, being used at, at its current capacity. And guess what? You can build more tunnels. You can build them in three dimensions. You can build as many as you need. So if congestion really becomes a problem, there is a solution. Yeah. The other the other thing they mentioned is that 70 cars currently is the max, but the, the beauty of the system is that uh, once they, they um, add the next stop or two, there's now more places to park a car, which means mm-hmm. they can now add more cars to the loop. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, because yes. you've only got you only got three stops here. Uh, so yeah. you get seventy cars in three stops. Right. And of course, the, the total the total distance in the tunnel, including both tunnels, is just about two miles. Yeah. So that's a lot of cars to have within a two mile stretch of road. It right, sure especially is. if they take more than one passenger at a time. And and Hakuday has a point that you know, with it being less than a minute, that's 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 not really that that much of a jam. And and Brignac Trent asked, yeah. you know how long until they they automate it and that that right there is key i think now that they've got the gps emitters in the tunnel that we may start to see them test this but right now the current drivers are not allowed to use autopilot or auto steer or if if, if the cars have the fsd they're not allowed to turn that on either well right. as, as patrick was mentioning it's it's also a feeling out thing like this is they're trying to get you know what, what is the max capacity they had that on paper they believe they, have, they signed a contract stating they would get to a certain point they're certainly going to test this now that's a real tunnel it's up and running they've got real customers they're going to push it for all it's worth and see what is the maximum that we can get in this stretch of roadway with x amount of cars and let's up the amount of cars to the point to the breaking point we want to see yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. what it's going to be like until there is traffic. So, yeah, absolutely, they're going to do that. And they did yeah. uh, exceed their contractual requirements on, on the first rollout as well. So so this is just gravy for Vegas unless they had a stepped yeah. rollout in their plan. And there, there was a, a neat, or there was an update on the Twitter's uh, Twitter feed out there that uh, showing the uh, proof rock, the, uh, the new uh, mm. boring machine was working on the... Uh, stretch uh, that goes to the resorts casino. And of course, uh, they showed a, a little bit of a couple photos of it uh, uh, where it had started to dig at the surface and then angled itself down into the tunnel as it was going. So that's a, that's an improvement with the proof rock with the original Vegas tunnel. Uh, as you recall, they dug a big hole, put yeah. the machine down, and then it went along its way. But uh, right. now with the, the proof rock, uh, the new update uh, to the boring machine, it can actually dig its way in and dig its way out. So awesome. uh, that's going to be... Rocksteady and Bebop on the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we look forward to, to the, the resorts, uh, uh, I guess, uh, switch opening up uh, sometime in the near future. So that's speaking point, of... David. That's a very good point, but it's got to be cheaper than than a metro. Yeah. And uh, speaking of traffic jams, Patrick's got a real-life traffic jam to talk about in the winter. That's around my neck of the woods. (laughs) Yes. So uh, last week we touched on this, and uh, this is from ZETA. And I don't know if you guys have heard about this. It's the Zero Emission Transportation Association. So they have this goal to have uh, zero emission transportation by 2030. And if you if you click on there, uh, you can find them at uh, zeta2030.org. And if you look at their about page, you can see all the uh, companies that are members. And um, 
you'll find Arkimoto and Tesla and uh, Redwood and and uh, Waymo, some other recognizable Lucid, Lordstown, uh, Siemens, but I don't see General Motors or Ford <laughs> or any of the uh, legacy companies on here at all. Hey, the leaders. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but they led, Mary. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, there is an interesting article on here. And um, it is, I'm grateful that I was driving my EV when I got stuck on I-95. So this person was actually there in their EV. So there was this horrible article from the Washington Post that we discussed about how this person was saying, oh, what if they were all EVs? It would have been so tragic. Uh, No. And we we speculated that it would have been exactly the opposite if you were stuck there in your EV. And here we have actually somebody that was there and lived through it and they were in their EV. And they, they make a lot of the same points that we made. And and they were in a standard range Model Three, so not like a, a super long range vehicle, um, and uh, yet it was no problem for them. So uh, I just wanted to touch on some of the some of the points here about uh, how uh, this this uh, event they couldn't de-ice the roads because it was raining and that was going to wash away all the de-icing. And then it went from raining to freezing rain right away, which caused this, the roads to just be super icy and slick. And then some of the exits even got jammed up by vehicles that uh, jackknifed on the exit. And so uh, this person who wrote this, um, Dan Kinneman, um, was on there for 14 hours in their EV. And one thing about EVs, is they tend to start out every day with a full tank, a full charge, mm-hmm. and so when you when you're stuck there, you're uh, it's it's unlike a gas car where you might not have filled up for the last four or five days. I'll get it tomorrow. Be- it's on E. I can go three more days. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> uh, m- most of the time your EVs are more near full than empty, and uh, so uh, he wasn't worrying about his fretting gas reserves dwindling, and. Uh, this was just a, a, a cool, since we touched on it last week, I wanted to bring this story up and say, hey, yes, look, EVs are a good thing from a person who was really there, really faced it, and not just some op-ed opinion piece speculating how horrible it would be for someone who doesn't know crap about driving EVs. And it's, the FUD is real. There are billions of dollars to be made by the gas and oil industry, and they're going to do everything they can to, to squeeze every one of those pennies out. And spreading FUD is a cheap way for them to do that. And if you saw that Washington Post article, you might be like, oh, wow, I was thinking about getting an EV. But I hear you could freeze to death in them. I don't want to do that. No, I'm going to stick with my gas car and I'll feel good about it. No, you need to move over to EVs. You need yeah. to know the truth. Here it is. That's why I'm sharing it. There was a lady in one of our local groups who uh, got in her Model Y. It was at like 70% when she started. She said she left work at 4 o'clock, and she got home sometime around after 4 o'clock the next day, <laughs> and she lost uh, 15% r- uh, range. She did put it in camp mode, so that, that cut down versus leaving in, in ready mode. Yes. But right. after after so many uh, minutes of sitting still with the, with the in hold mode, the car will put itself in park, which will immediately allow it to go down into some of the lower power states anyway. Yeah, so some some EV owners have started doing experiments now just to see how long that they, they could last. And it the, one of the ones I read they were using about two and a half percent per hour. So so uh, if they had 
80% of their battery could last them 30 hours. And that would still give them room if they had already drained 10% and needed 10% to get to a charging station. So, and, and we're allowed to leave the charging stations here. So all they had to do was get off the highway and they would have been fine. Right. Yeah. Whereas <laughs> all the gas cars that uh, were, were jamming up uh, the, the closest filling station, I, I bet the uh, superchargers weren't all that jam packed. <laughs> uh, not that I saw on, on when I was you know on the map. It, it looked right. fine. Yeah. Well, that's that's of course what the uh, some of those police stations that have been loading up with EVs have discovered is that uh, police do a lot of idling, uh, waiting mm-hmm. for something to happen uh, that they need to respond to, and uh, that vehicle idling, unlike a gas vehicle, does not burn as much near as much energy. So, right. sitting in a traffic jam, same thing. Um, you know that that was a common. Uh, thought for an early EV owner about, uh, oh my gosh, what if I'm caught in a traffic jam? Yeah, uh, you get to conserve energy and your car goes <laughs> right. even further. Uh, right. So stop and go traffic <laughs> is the best thing for an EV because at those slow speeds, uh, your uh, drivetrain is extremely efficient uh, compared right. to going 70 miles an hour. So uh, regen braking really helps yeah. a lot too when you're in your stop and go. Yeah, exactly. So all pluses for EVs. Uh, so uh, yeah, definitely the the fun is real, Patrick. As mentioned, uh, they'll they'll say anything they can to try to stir up uncertainty and doubt uh, mm-hmm. for people. So uh, that is not. No, there's no cookies for everyone, David. Come on, what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to ship you a cookie? Come on. There you go. <laughs> Digital cookie for you. <laughs> Uh, next cookie goes to Casey. He's got a story about Frito-Lay. Almost a cookie. Yeah, so uh, we were talking for a long time now about these megachargers at Nevada and at the Frito-Lay plant. Well, we saw the installation go up in a bag at at Nevada, and now we can see, uh, I guess Mark's got a picture. Or Nevada. Right now. (laughs) Yeah, and now we can see in Southern California, we can see the... um, that the Frito-Lay plant has started getting their mega chargers, and they look very much like the urban superchargers, but bigger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's an urban supercharger on steroids for sure. Yeah, urban plus plus. And so they've got three that we can see, and and, and the official announcement set, or not the announcement the 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 word is that they're getting their their trucks by the end of the um, end of the month. It sounds a lot more official this time than than. When Pepsi was just insisting on it and Tesla was saying, oh, yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> it sounds like this one was coming from Tesla. So uh, we expect to see them in use probably shortly after they get the trucks because you're going to have to take them somewhere. And uh, that might be the fastest way to charge a, charge a truck because mm-hmm. uh, you don't want to do that on a granny lead. And, of course, the rumor <laughs> du jour with these chargers is uh, the uh, the maximum output we hear is 1.5 megawatts of power. Right, that's what I was going to say next. Wow. Was, yeah, they they, um, they 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 appear to have exceeded their promises, which which is pretty cool. And and that that's going to put uh, a rest to all the people that were saying there's no way you can charge a truck with a battery that big <laughs> to 80% in 30 minutes. There's no way. Well, if you if you add 50% power to it uh, over what was uh, originally quoted, then yeah, you can probably do it in 20 minutes, not 30 minutes. Yeah. And and uh, in addition to uh, like I was speculating that that the V three supercharger cabinets one per truck 
Uh, it also looks like they've gone and advanced the liquid cooling that we see on the V3 stations, where the handles are, uh, well, not the not the connector, but the handle, uh, not the handle, the uh, the cable has has cooling in it. it. It looks like they've actually taken that to the next step, where they did the uh, the patent, where the handle and the nozzle and uh, not the nozzle, but the each of the pins actually is liquid cooled as well. And, and we'll see if that's actually the case once these things go a little more public. Yeah. So the yeah. installation at uh, Modesto, California, is underway. Uh, from the photos shown. So uh, that will allow them, you know, to have that uh, quick charge back at home base before those trucks are on on their way. And since this is a Frito-Lay location, I'm thinking this is an ideal test partner because the the trucks are not going to be extremely heavy. Right. They're going Mm. to be, they're (laughs) going to be on the lighter side for a transport truck pulling chips and uh, whatever Doritos going to be a lot uh, a lot lighter so uh this is this is something where they can ease into the testing the exact opposite of the gigafactory nevada testing where they're loading them up with model three batteries and drivetrains so you get the heaviest and the yeah. lightest and, and then yeah. um over here you can see that the the uh the, they've got a mega pack ready to go and then they've got the power conditioning equipment and then they've got the uh the station um equipment right here and le- you know, if we zoom, I don't know if I can zoom in or not, but if we look at it, oh yeah, there we go. Uh, I can't zoom in. Um, it looks a lot like the V3, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 So this, of course, will allow Frito-Lay to skip those um, uh, demand peak charges uh, that you would get if you're charging some serious uh, equipment uh, at your location. They'll be able to store it in the batteries and uh, save uh, money on some of those uh, some of those uh, high peak demand charges. Yeah. Right. So that's that's a good point. You know, chips are mostly air, and then the question is, is Tesla going to honor that low price per kilowatt hour for trucks they quoted? If so, Frito Lay could be happy. It's seven cents per kilowatt hour is what they promised, and I don't mm-hmm. see why they can't because the price of the solar equipment is going down. Uh, they're now a grid provider, mm-hmm. and. Then they've also got batteries, and you notice that there was a battery right there on the mega charger, and I think it's not just for you know uh, for cost savings here, but you know you plug in a 1.5 megawatt truck, and you don't want to dim the whole block. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or incur demand charges that are significant. That. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, being an energy retailer and and being licensed to do that, you can buy depending on the uh, grid uh, demand at any moment. You can get wholesale energy at two cents a kilowatt hour, and then sell it at seven. Yep. And with and if you store it in battery, well, it's at two cents. <laughs> right, even if you're just charging up your batteries or whatever, and then and then selling it later when there's demand. So uh, yeah, I don't. When when they said that seven cents, I'm like, no way, that's never going to fly. And then I started looking into it, and oh yeah, that actually they can do that. And I was thinking. California, there's no way. I mean, it's like 25 cents a kilowatt hour uh, minimum. And uh, so, yeah, the, the, this is a good deal for Tesla. They're going to be able to make money on it. It's a good deal for the people who buy the trucks. They're going to get affordable fuel. And, uh, yeah, it's it's good all around. No yeah. emissions. Diesel is stinky, horrible. I, I and, still and, hope that the Cybertruck can use these. And high maintenance. Yes. So, it's uh it's it's like you said it's a win all the way around for sure and it'll be great to get that use case done so tesla can point at that for others that have been doubting it from the beginning so if you start providing spreadsheets on what's going on similar to what's happened with police departments across the country 
it will be uh, uh, a uh, a beacon for others to follow uh, those uh, those early pioneer pioneers. So, absolutely. Speaking cool. of demand, uh, UK uh, purchasers can rejoice. Uh, they started to receive uh, notifications in the UK for those Model Y reservation holders to get ready to prepare for delivery. So uh, it looks like uh, Tesla is going to be starting to deliver a number of the right-hand drive Model Ys into Britain and the UK. Um, still, I, I'm not sure. I, I'm pretty sure that, that these will be coming either from Shanghai or Fremont, because I don't think that Berlin is going to be, they've had a few test vehicles and we've got another story today about them uh, getting an, another group of test vehicles, but really uh, they've got to be coming from Shanghai would be my first guess. But uh, at least those with the reservation that have been waiting a long time for us in North mm -hmm. America, we've had the Model Y now for over a year. And uh, people have been enjoying those vehicles. And I could just imagine people sitting in Britain going, man, my order's been in all that time. I'm still waiting. Well, they can rejoice. Yeah, they were in the same time as us. <laughs> because they are now being notified that delivery is imminent. So uh, is it, has it only been a year? Wow. It seems like so much longer. Time 2020 model a year. It's 2022 now. Okay. Uh, yeah. So just slightly it's over a year. Just 2022. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's probably a year and a year and change. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. But because it would have been late 2021 like Tesla. Right. Yeah. You're right. So uh, yeah, UK owners rejoice. It's coming. The long wait is almost over. So uh, that will be fun to see as they start to be released uh, in Britain. Next, uh, Casey's got a story about. Oh man. FSD. What's going on with FSD that's uh, different this week? So you guys might have uh, forgotten that, uh, that Tesla likes to raise the price on this product. And because uh, it's been stable now for, what, a year? And, 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 uh, and they're back to their ways. It's going up to uh, another $2,000 to $12,000 for purchase. And uh, the monthly fee is going up. We don't know what. And we don't know if they're going to grandfather five in. Five days. You've got five In five days. days. Yes. And, and we don't know uh, if you're going to get grandfathered if you're already on a subscription or if only new subscribers are going to have to pay the new price. Uh, knowing Tesla, they're probably just going to raise everybody's price. <laughs> yeah, that was that's the, the uh, problem you have with a subscription is prices can change versus and, buying it outright. But yep, there are certain times where it makes sense. I mean, if you're leasing the vehicle or you're going to get a new one every four years, maybe you don't want to spend all of that on it. Especially back when they weren't valuing it worth anything on the trade-in. <laughs> right, which they've supposedly fixed, right? They say they have, but nobody's ever seen it. Mm. You'd have to you'd have to order two, drive the exact miles, same color, same options, and then turn them both back in at the same time and see if yeah. one is higher than the other one. That, that, that's not going to happen. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. I'm going to do that tomorrow, Casey. I've decided to order <laughs> two just to test that out. Yeah. <laughs> not going to happen. Well, I guess it could happen with the fleets. It could, it could, but, but they probably uh, wouldn't buy FSD to start with unless yeah, they were they planning probably, on robo taxis. Um, yeah, <laughs> but, but that's gonna be interesting. Will Hertz, will Hertz order some with FSD? Is I agree, that going Trent. To happen, you know. Yeah, we'll have, 
We'll have to see. Yeah, but, I own it uh, at 7K. I'll be, I'll be happy. I'm of two minds. Uh, I see the constantly raising price, and you're right. It's been stable for a year. But really, Elon has said that this package is going to be worth 100K. He says that. And and, 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 the, and and you know what? Elon typically does what Elon says. It may not be on the time frame. <laughs> right, that part. But, but you know what? I I'm not going to doubt him anymore. The, uh, well, I bet you I bet you FSD is going to go to 100k once it's nailed down perfectly. Right. right. You know, but but at at some point you know, yeah, it's it's a great bargain then at uh, twelve thousand or ten thousand uh, dollars as it is sitting right now. Yeah. But man, it's well, it's going to it's going to price people out of the market. And as Patrick said, will. that subscription fee, I could see that jacking up as well. Like the they're, they're, they're not going to price they're not going <laughs> to price it at a hundred grand to buy it outright, and it's going to be two hundred bucks a month to rent it. That is right. not going to happen. No, you'll so, have to be a passenger uh, at that point. You won't own so the car. It's, it's it's going to get high, and it's it's going to price people out. And I'm I'm sorry to say that that's that's affecting some people's Tesla dreams. Like it, it, it really is. Uh, being you know people that are scrimping and saving, trying to buy the car now, saving money and 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 working towards that, they're not going to be able to get in and at all because yeah, but they're, be, they're not going to stop be for us out. because because that's not their mission. Right. Uh, yeah. So you can still do the Tesla stretch and get a vehicle. You're just gonna have to drive it yourself. Which, hey, that's a lot of fun. So I'm not feeling it too is. bad for somebody that can't buy FSD but still has a Tesla. So, 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 so <laughs> while I um, was driving my car manually today because Century Mode decided to kill the FSD computer for a while, um, it's I, I've, I, as much as I say that it's not ready for Robo Taxi yet. It, it's still enough that that that. You feel it when when there's not a system doing eighty to ninety nine percent of your driving. Uh, I, I I do make corrections to it every day, but it, it it's getting better, and and I, I miss that on the boring traffic stop and go, just you know this stupid slow you know fifteen thirty mile an hour roads with you know come on now, and and when it was gone, it's like oh this this you know where's that thing I paid for. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I used it this morning. I love it. It is great. Um, the the nags are a little too much. I'm like, come on! I'm there's a lead car in front of you. My eyes are on the road. You can see that with the camera. Mine doesn't know where I'm looking. The blue all the time. Come on! So now I found myself just twiddling the volume with my left finger all the time because I, I don't know. It seemed I disengage it unintentionally occasionally just by you know I want oh, the sensor, and so so yeah. Now I'm just my my left thumb has this habit of just volume twiddle, volume twiddle. I'm yeah. here. I'm paying attention. I'm looking at the road. My hands on the wheel. <laughs> mine, mine hit a snowbank and bounced yesterday. Ooh, what? <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it hit it sideways, but it, sound, it sounded it sounded like it hit it sideways. It felt like it hit it sideways, but it uh, when we looked at the car, it looked like it went up and over. But it uh, it did not feel good inside the car. So now I'm uh, I'm taking over just as I I was when it was uh, with curbs. And I wasn't sure about the curbs because uh, mm -hmm. it, it the front of the car was way out. It was going to make it, and then it turned in further. I was like. And then it hit the snow, and I was like, "No, no, this is wrong." Well, ice, I should say. <laughs> right, it's yeah, not snow yeah. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Keep correcting it because uh, you know all those that the input uh, is all input is error, and that's the indication to them that it wasn't doing the right thing. Yeah. Well, it's not it's not made for snow, 
but but it, it, you know the fact that it saw the the solid obstacle treated it like a rock and then changed its mind is like mm, I'm gonna watch it a little, <laughs> little closer not, than I was. Yeah, not, not necessarily good. That's that's definitely something that's going to have to be corrected. Yeah, uh, and Hackaday has snow, a great point. Snow is going to be a condition. You know, like, yeah, uh, snow banks are going to be a condition. Yep. Stuff that shows up on the road, you know, out of error or by mistake or because of na mother nature, all going to be yeah. conditions. But mm -hmm. and these are all things that that they're learning over time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. um, I've, I found that sometimes it'll avoid uh, debris, and it was doing that even before uh, FSD for me was a thing. Uh, but but yesterday there was a um, somebody's lower grill was in the road, and so it, I didn't I didn't know for sure it was going around, but I took over manually and I took a picture of it and kept on going. Uh, there were a couple times where it was going right at uh, some trees that had fallen in the street, and other times it would go around them. So uh, if if it didn't go around, I, I took a picture, sent it over. Uh, Hockey Day had a great point. Driving the car yourself doesn't make the road safer. Uh, that's against Elon and and Tesla's dreams, and. Uh, when I was manually driving, I was doing a heck of a lot worse than I typically did, and definitely than the car does, because uh, I was road raging a little bit. Not not mm. not dangerously so, but you know, uh, the impatience is there. And then when you know when when people jump in front of you, you uh, what, what Tessa calls cut-ins, mm -hmm. um, especially when they cut in slowly. Mm. Oh well, I, I, so I you couldn't get behind with, me in all that empty space. I want to disagree with that a little bit. Um, if you're driving yourself, they're still running shadow mode, which means mm -hmm. they're still saying, okay, we well, will do not a, if it's off, D. but it, I don't think it was actually off because it was still beeping at me. Hey, the light's green, go. I'm like, um, mm -hmm. I got to wait for the traffic. <laughs> so anytime you're driving your Tesla, you're still yeah. giving, if, if you've opted in for data sharing, you're giving them some feedback. So I had one really cool event happen this morning. Oh. Um, so there's two cars in front of me okay. and then, and there's two lanes. And the, the car that's two ahead of me gets cut off by someone from the other lane. Yeah. And uh, my car started braking, even though nice. the, neither of the cars in front of me had started braking. Uh, so if that would have been a sudden impact, I would have been slowed down. FSD would have taken care of me. And um, but I was I was paying attention and I saw <laughs> that whole thing and right. I was hovering my foot ready to hit the brake and, and it started doing it before I even would have. I love it when it does that. <laughs> yeah. And um, that that made me wonder how many times people that say, oh, there's phantom braking. It, does it see things that they don't? And it does. It's preparing for that. And, and it could be in another lane. It could be oncoming oh. from a side or who knows where. It there is be. an improvement on 10.8.1. Uh, it no longer seems to think that trucks coming up behind you on the other lane are in your lane and doing the double back garbage. So, <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that, that was that one's huge. Uh, yes. But that was part of it. Uh, one of the one of the upgrades uh, in 10.8.1 is that they they have improved the 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 they didn't actually stop phantom braking, but they they improved it by allowing it to know what's actually in your lane and 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 did a better job about stuff that's crossing your lane and, and stuff that's in front of you that uh, predicting if it's going to speed back up again or not. So. Yeah, so uh, Mark, you had talked about how this might price some people out, and, and mm -hmm. I agree. And I also think it's a little bit intentional. Mm -hmm. um, right now, uh, it's not a perfect system, as we've discussed. And uh, the safety score requirement to get into the program is to, to limit the number of people using it. I think this is just a further way to keep that number down so that only people who really want it are the ones who are going to use it, the ones who are more likely to be tolerant of his glitches, the ones who realize, yes, I have to pay attention. Uh, I, I think 
anything they can do at this point to limit it is a good thing. Um, even though that means some people don't get to have as much fun with it as, you know, with, with like, right. I'm just, you know, if, if the goal is to have everyone be safer with their cars, uh, due to automated, automated driving, if you price it at a hundred grand, there's going to be real little uptake, uh, for personal vehicles. Well, Tesla's not going to have personal vehicles soon enough. This is because yeah, you just yeah, followed okay, up on the okay. app. That, that is way off. Like that, that's that's a generation away because you've got to change the mindset of the people out there now that are used to owning vehicles. Yes, the the, the younger kids uh, growing up now, maybe that will be a case where everything's ride share. Maybe right. that will be the case, but that's not going to happen for, for us. It's not going to happen for me. Right. Well, okay, anybody, so- with, anybody with an infant seat? <laughs> they don't want to be dealing with that. Like you if say they can that, help it. but do you still buy CDs or do you stream your music? Yes. <laughs> stream my music. Right. So you used to own your music and now yep. you rent it. Yeah. Actually, well, the music I stream, but the movies, movies <laughs> okay. are this. I got a box of CDs. I still own it. <laughs> so, so, But you're right. I don't listen to it. I listen to streaming now. Right. So the mindset can change even... Uh, I know... Um, with, when digital photography came around, I'm like, if it's not a hard copy on paper that I can look at, it's not a real photo. And boy, those days are gone. I mean, yeah. <laughs> now it's like, uh, do you want to order prints of these? I'm like, why would I do that? <laughs> right. <laughs> point, point taken, Patrick. Who point wants taken. that? Yeah. Next, uh, let's look at um, what do we got here? Oh, yeah, rumor, rumor. Uh, Giga Texas, uh, according to an analyst, they say that it will now be up and starting to production run within a week. So this was announced yeah. uh, earlier at the week. They said somewhere between seven and 10 days. So we're three days into that. It's basically a week away from the maximum they had said. So uh, this, uh, this group says that uh, they believe from what they've been told from insiders uh, that uh, Giga Texas will start producing wise uh, in a week or less. So uh, again, rumor, not sure if it's going to happen, but we know we're getting close or we hope right. we're getting the close uh, to production like start. So yeah, they're uh, digging into the permits that they have and uh, they're analyzing what deliveries have been taken in. And, and so they got their fire marshal clearance. And, and, you know, his, uh, he, he gets paid to analyze Tesla and to dig into all these things. And to, so it's not just some, you know, internet sleuth. So uh It'll be really interesting to see if this happens. Uh, so I'm going to say uh, th- they could be doing it in seven days, but I think it. it I, I'm going to take it the other way and say that means they, they, they will not be doing it within the next week. That's the only thing this confirms. <laughs> it doesn't say it's going to start next week. It just says it could start as early as next week. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but, but we, we think it's imminent. Actually, we think it's imminent for both. Uh, Berlin, obviously, is being held up by regulation. I don't think Texas is being held up by re- regulation. I think right. Texas is being held up by Tesla. They're, they're just looking at what it's going to take to get the ball rolling. And I, I bet you the, the regulators are allowing Tesla to do, you know, within safety reasons and, of course, what whatever they have to actually perform but uh berlin is uh, like it's been a mess berlin could have started a month ago 
right. but they're they being they're being held up by the government and the uh, uh, I guess the uh, the eco groups that are putting things out that they we got to go Astro back to the people. Groups. Yeah, I don't the, want to call the, them eco. The paper forest groups. Yes. Uh, that yes. uh, that's not the case. But um, again, I hope this is correct. I want to see cars starting to roll off of that assembly line. And it will start to affect the order times that have been pushed into halfway into 2022 now uh, on some Model Y units. So uh, the quicker that gets rolling, the better it's going to be for people that are waiting for their cars. Yeah, David needs uh, David needs it online like yesterday, so he can get his 2.2. So why does he need it online? Is he there? 2.2 million cars? That's got to be. You need them all. You need them oh, all right. full. That was his bet. <laughs> was the, the it's his bet. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I hope they're both going this month. That would be great. Yes. And speaking of the other side of the coin, Berlin, uh, as mentioned earlier, they got permission from the government, the, the German government, to produce an additional 2,000 Model Ys as test vehicles. Now, mm -hmm. they did have permission already to do 250, which they had done. But Tesla wasn't happy with the sample and wanted to push it up. And the government agreed to allow them to produce another 2,000 vehicles. I don't believe these vehicles can go for sale as, to a normal customer. But how uh, many but, do you need to smash? Yeah, that, that's what I don't understand. Is, is, <laughs> right. Is producing uh, yeah. that amount of vehicles, maybe they can go to... Uh, maybe they'll be showroom know. cars all over yeah, the country. Maybe, all the country. Maybe right. that's what it or could be. service loaners. Yeah. yeah. My, my guess is, is, yeah, that Tesla wants to ramp up and... They could not get approved for production vehicles, but they're like, well, we need to work out the kinks and ramp up and, you know, get to the point where we can do 5,000 a week. And the only way to get there is to actually make cars. So if the only approval we can get is for test cars, fine, let's call them test cars and we'll figure out what to do with them later. But I don't want to stop. I need to get this going. How can I do that? This is what the government will allow. Fine. That's how we'll do it. Yeah. I'm just speculating, but that's, that's. That's it makes sense Tesla because you things. don't need 2,000 vehicles that you can't do anything with. Like that mm -hmm. seems to be a, a large waste of resources right. uh, to get to get Especially the lines running. And chips. Uh, you mm -hmm. would just hate to see brand new Model Ys all perfect and then, okay, send them to the crusher. That, that oh, would be horrible. That would be absolutely yes. horrible. So, uh, and right. wonder, they, they might crash a couple hundred of them, but I, I don't see mm -hmm. them crashing 2,000. Right. Yeah. And then um, I wonder, this is just, again, speculation, if they then get approved for production, if then Tesla can petition to have those reclassified. Maybe. Or, or maybe after they've been used for their uh, insider purpose, as long as they're marked as, you know, what they were, then they can you know, it's a used, used car. Yeah. yeah, right. Maybe they right. can sell them as used. Okay. Uh, next. Next story is uh, Casey's got one about the new charger coming out. Oh. What uh, What's happening yeah. there? So uh, some folks out of Japan have seen a Model S with uh, and X with new taillights and headlights. So they've got the Active Matrix headlights, finally. You would expect that the plan would have had them to start with, but it didn't. And uh, it looks like it's got the Model 3 charge port and, and outside rear taillights. And then the inside taillights, the ones that are on the, 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 the trunk lid, have also changed. Uh, have you got a picture of that, Mark? I do. Let me just share that picture right now. 
So the story that I saw it came from Tesla owners Taiwan. Um, so yeah. Oh, Taiwan. I'm sorry. I thought it was Japan. Japan as well. Yeah. Oh. Okay. And uh, yeah, so there you can see it's it's got a a Model Three style uh, charge port door cover, and it's got a CCS two connection inside. So no adapters for you on the Model S and X anymore, at least in Taiwan, probably rapidly spreading across East, uh, Europe and Asia. And uh, they, you got pictures of the, uh, the the new headlights on the Model S? No, is, I don't. Which is oh, great okay. that you don't have to use an adapter because the adapter was limited Slows you to down. I think, 150 <laughs> kilowatt. And, right. And instead of, you know, if, if the uh, uh, CCS station could go higher, you were limited. So this is great. Yeah, they don't really want your new cars holding up everybody at the V3 station. <laughs> right. Yeah, these uh, charge ports, uh, now the flap looks a lot more like the Model 3 than it, it does, does the old SNS. Yeah. Right. So uh, I did notice that they don't give them the ability to do both. It's strictly CCS2. Like, it's not... Right. Uh, That's uh, how the Model 3 is as well. Model, did they not have... Uh, some the, of Chinese, a... the Chinese yeah. model has two there ports. You go. Yeah. yeah. But the the, uh, the 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 Japanese and Europe models, they have they've only had the one port. So either they have the American one, or the um, or they have the the uh, the CCS or the the um, Type Two connector. Yeah, Type Type Two, not to be confused with Level Two. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Although you use Type Two for Level Two or supercharging. But uh, when you look at it, the new V3 superchargers only have one cable anyway, so it, it was. It was imminent that they would do this. Mm -hmm. So, well, we will. And again, we haven't heard anything more about the superchargers themselves uh, being uh, there's that test going on in the Netherlands right now where they're allowing other vehicles to charge up at the superchargers. Yeah, uh, they yeah. haven't expanded that. That's still limited to about 10 uh, locations in the Netherlands. So uh, uh, hopefully uh, CCS uh, will come to North America to allow Tesla to start collecting some revenue uh, from yeah. other EV owners. Uh, maybe the Cybertruck again, will be a CCS. Maybe, maybe not California, Ooh. because I know California's <laughs> going to hate that. But right. uh, every other state or, uh, you know, every other province, uh, there's certainly capacity there that Tesla could collect upon the asset that they already have and collect some money from others that need a charge. If Cybertruck is CCS, that's a very good way to ensure that only only towing vehicles can can get into the the, the, the truck spots. Because there's no oh. reason to park a Model Three in a in a truck spot if it doesn't have the right connector. <laughs> Casey is starting a vicious rumor that in America <laughs> Tesla is not going to have the Tesla proprietary charging port. <laughs> Maybe we'll have both, Blasphemy. like China. <laughs> the Cybertruck door flap was huge. That would be that would be a really big deal. It would be It'd interesting be if it had both uh, yeah. on, on there. Who, who is it? Indiana that's trying to pull a Germany and force them to do it all over the nation here? Yeah, yeah, they're talking yeah. about it. It's not it's not there yet, but if California did it, it would be a lot more like Germany than Indiana. That's like, yeah, we're we're over here in in uh, you know some small country. We, we want Freedom you to do this. And this is this is Tesla's vehicles charging at Tesla's charging stations, sold to Tesla customers, and yet they want to say that they can't have a proprietary port? I mean... It worked in Germany. Uh, yeah, it's true. It's precedent. Europe, Europe's a little bit different than the United States, if they you are, haven't noticed. They totally are. When it comes to regulation, <laughs> when it comes to pushing companies to do things, it's a, there's a big difference. But Yeah. Uh, 
we will have to see if that comes through. But speaking of California and something that's not quite there yet, Patrick's got our next story that maps in with both of those points. Mark's segues are just on point today. <laughs> wow, this better than Russell's. Yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. Well, well done, sir. I, I applaud. Russell's Russell. are usually just beat up on Mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so... Um, we love you, Russell. I hope we. This is going to be a rant, and uh, I, I hope we have some better news after this. Uh, or, or don't want to end the show on a sour note, but uh, I do it all the time. Tesla Roddy, <laughs> Tesla launches efforts to stop California's solar tax, which Musk has dubbed as anti-environmental. So, it is. Cal yes, yes. It's not just Musk dubbed it, but I think they were just trying to get you know Elon's His name in the title. In their title, to, yeah. <laughs> That's obviously going to have an appeal to people who read Tesla Rati. <laughs> <laughs> so California Public Utilities Commission has rules that they call NEM, and uh, they've now proposed their 3.0 rules. And these include a grid access fee of $8 per, per kilowatt panel. of solar. <laughs> yeah, so this is ridiculous. So I have 12 point some kilowatt hours on my roof this means i would be paying about a hundred bucks a month just for the privilege of having solar worse and than that it's, it's it's on the nameplate of of the panels so in my case my panels uh are are significantly more than my inverters so i could never even touch the nameplate of the of the panels right yes so depending on the shading and the angle uh you you you're very unlikely to have 100% output. And certainly at night, you don't. Right. <laughs> um, so uh, this is, so that would, that would cost me over a thousand bucks a year uh, just for the privilege of helping the utility meet their goals. Because whenever you're providing energy into the grid, that is going to be renewable energy from clean sources. And they all have these goals to reduce their CO2 output and when customers install this, that helps them meet that goal. Uh, it, it, so this is a ridiculous tax. And uh, a thousand bucks a year for a, a large system uh, that, that doesn't even cover 100% of my home's use with two EVs and uh, computers and, and all the other things that run a modern life. And uh, it, it's, it's, I can't believe that this is even being proposed in California. And it's... Um, so this is from the Public Utilities Commission. So, of course, all the utilities love this. You mean we're going to get more money from these uh, customers that have solar, even though it completely defeats the goals for the, their grid? Uh, yeah. Uh, so if you're in California, definitely make your voice heard. Let the Utility Commission know that this is BS. This doesn't meet the goals for a 0% grid. This doesn't help any, any way. You're punishing the people that are going the right way. We have incentives for people to install solar. This is an anti-incentive. This is ridiculous and has to be stopped. So they, uh, in, the, in the show notes, uh, you've got a link to the story. And in that story, you can link to the action plan uh, that you can reach out and make your voice known on this issue. Yeah, they, they so if you're they, in California. Absolutely. They, they tried this in Florida, and they got smacked down. They tried this in South Carolina, where I am, and, and they got smacked down. I mean, not there now, but where my solar system is. And uh, immediately after they lost in South Carolina, they, they refiled the exact same crap 
to be uh, reconsidered again as if we're not paying attention. And and the only slightly different thing about what California is doing here, other than the pricing, is that their whole thing is, oh, we want you to use batteries. So if you have batteries, then this doesn't really apply to you in the same way. But don't think that, that you're safe. They're going to come for you next. But on top of that, if you're trying to incentivize people to get batteries, which are freaking expensive and most people can't afford them, um, now you're punishing the people who can't do what you want them to do rather than saying, hey, here's some money for batteries. We want you to use batteries to help stabilize this shaky grid of ours that keeps catching on fire. How about that instead of you know giving all stick to everybody? If, if somebody can't afford batteries... Uh, doesn't necessarily mean that that, that that they will yes so so this might that might incentivize them but 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 most of the people like california has been on a push for solar so so mm-hmm. so lots of people you know they, they've been on programs to get the solar so if you needed a program to get the panels you, you're definitely gonna need a program to get the to get the batteries so how about they they look at it logically rather than whatever the hell this is <laughs> right yes this is just ridiculous yeah, yeah they um, want, Robert yeah. Robert William, who I believe he's from the UK, says that yeah. uh, he's paying a seven thousand pound solar tax there. Uh, oh. Robert, is that per year? Um, I'm assuming it is, or is it lifetime? Uh, it'll be interesting to know. Uh, and of course, what area in the UK you're in? Uh, if you could send us a note, that'd be great. But uh, yeah, uh, David David, who lives in California, uh, he's already commented on this uh, on the website and noted uh, about these poor rules. And uh, I hope that all Californians do so. I, I got to believe that Californians should be on tap with this. They should understand what's going on more than anybody, because of course the most solar is in California out mm-hmm. of any state in the U.S. So. Uh, I hope this thing gets slapped down hard. And it's it's and retro. Early. It's it's not uh, new solar customers. Yeah. It's retro. Everybody who's got solar is going to have yeah. to do this. So it's, yeah, uh, they they said that initially it was going to have a twenty year grandfather clause, and then there was a they that got reduced to a fifteen year grandfather clause, uh, and and who knows if the grandfather clause would even remain. This is yeah, this is ridiculous. They probably silently remove it if they can. Oh yeah, we got you. <laughs> but, right. Uh, so. If if they want to put some limit, uh, so like right now where, where I live, I have net metering. So if I upload one kilowatt hour to the grid, uh, then later I can download one kilowatt hour from the grid, and I only get billed on the delta. And um, if they say, oh, well, no, there's some overhead to that, and so we only want to give you 80% credit and so that we can get, have the other 20% for managing that for you for for us being your battery. It's not unreasonable. Uh, right. Yes, that is not unreasonable. Even though I would I would I would still not be happy about that. Oh no. But Mm-mm. but but it's, it's much more reasonable than charging me a thousand dollars a month even on months where I'm not generating and I'm not using the grid. Uh or just and, taking it. Yeah. And, <laughs> All of it. And, uh, I'm uh certainly so so uh then there's another factor feature here that they have which I think is pretty cool. There's a, the solar year starts in the spring and uh, you can bank credits over the summer and then you can use them in the winter. And then when the year ends, in, uh, uh, if there's anything left, that is then donated to the, um, it's called the WARM program. So it's um, low income people who need help with their utility bills. And I'm fine with that. Um, that That's a great program. And again, it's not, uh, if, if I'm overproducing on an annual basis, fine that that's great um donate that i'm i'm perfectly fine with that this is not going to the utilities and just their profit line a bottom mm-hmm. line 
uh, which which you know this this is there was nothing in there saying oh that this this goes towards uh, solar or battery incentives it's just money that you're paying to the utilities so the reason that i would argue that even even um that discount is ridiculous is because one of the reasons that the fires are happening is that their transmission lines are overburdened and if i'm and running it, <laughs> yes they're old ass lines if, if i'm generating a, a surplus during a hot day you can bet that my neighbors are running their ac and so my solar is now powering them which means it doesn't have to come from some distribution center miles away over those overtax distribution lines it's right there in my community and it's it's benefiting them it's it's uh not causing co2 it's not causing lung transmissions uh it's my meter running backwards and theirs running forward and uh and yeah so it it, it works out another thing that was pointed out during uh during the south carolina arguments was all the while they're claiming that solar is hurting them they don't know how to deal with it blah 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 we, we boohoo uh we, we can't handle this we're so rich blah 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 uh, they're deploying football fields of of solar panels daily. Yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. right. Oh, it's so hard. We can't handle this. Put another ten thousand out there. Yeah, but, but some bean <laughs> counter figured out that it's cheaper than a coal plant to run, so they're going to put up, uh, like you said, fields of the stuff. So yeah, right. it, that's a lot of BS. Absolutely. Yes, and when they're putting up fields of it, they have to deal with all of that distribution, right? When I'm running it off my house, they only get what my home isn't using, which is. A minority right. and, and like the, you said it goes into your neighbor's house whereas right. if they put it in the field it's got to go over those same old butt lines and, yes. and there's yes. no difference in that point for them right yeah, yeah they, they have to jack up the voltage through transformers and through distribution lines and through substations to lower it back down and right yeah so if it's, you're it's, in if you're in california like david please write to them get to the website take some action because they're coming after you regardless and of course after they win in california if they win in California, they'll go nationwide. All the yes, other public is, utilities yes. will use that same thing. So uh, we'll call exactly what I'm we need to about. fight this uh, and snip it at the bud, just like they tried to do in South Carolina and Florida. They'll go it right needs at the to West be Coast and I'm next. every time, for sure. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. And then um, Hockey Day had a point that, you know, what, 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 what if we uh, start seeing blackouts again? And they're going to just, oh, yep, see, we, we can't. It's the solar companies that did it. Yeah, that's it. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, we saw that in Texas. They were blaming renewable energy when it was clearly not natural gas. <laughs> yeah, it was the fact that they had maximized profit over reliability, mm -hmm. even though the, the the same sort of storm hit them a decade before. They called it, you know, a hundred year storm. Oh, it's except we just had one a decade ago, and we're going to have one again in five years <laughs> because we, didn't make we now the have more extreme weather conditions. Yeah, but we're still not going to do anything about it if we can still get another penny profit. Yep. If you haven't already, please give us a thumbs up on this video. Please subscribe if you hadn't subscribed. It doesn't cost you a dime, uh, but both of those actions help us out. And uh, you're supporting the channel, and we would really appreciate it if you would to do, so, do that for us. Also, you can follow us on our Twitter feed through the week. Uh, that's at the Tesla Life, as well as our Facebook feed, the Tesla Life numeral one. And you can follow news updates throughout the week as Patrick and I add to those feeds, and you can see what's going on. Uh, with that, let's go to Patrick and see if he's got any parting words for us uh, this week. Okay, bring my blood pressure down. All right. <laughs> okay. Hey, thanks for joining us. Uh, I look forward to this every week. It's a lot of fun. You can check me out at cardswithcords.net. 
And as always, I am with the Oregon Electric Vehicle Association. You can find us at oeba.org. Thanks. Very good. <laughs> Thanks very much, Patrick. Mr. Green, what have you got going on in your channel? Well, uh, on Sundays, I've got, if you like this, I expand upon it. On Sundays, we do Tesla as well as other EVs, clean tech, that sort of thing. And then I've got the video coming out with the, uh, the Vision Self Park that I talked about at the very beginning of this show. Uh, I've got it on my computer. I just need to make it presentable and then give it to YouTube so you guys can watch it at youtube.com slash Casey Green, K-A-C-E-Y-G-R-E-E-N. Oh, and I want to thank you, Casey. You gave a shout out to my blog last week. So I did. Thank I you. just forgot what article I, pick, I picked. So I was like, just the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah. That's all it's a good It is. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, uh, everyone. Uh, we appreciate you joining us uh, this week. And uh, come back next week and uh, find out what is happening in the Tesla life. I remember the music this time. There Thank you, you Lee Moon. <laughs> Stay positive. Test negative. Good night, everyone.